2: Seven forty-three, seventeen 17 till 8, Tommy Tucker, WWL. We just talked to Aaron Bendeley, Vice President for Policy and Strategy. At the Pelican Institute, about Governor Landry's Education Committee releasing its recommendations for issues on improving education. We thought we'd talk to Larry Carter, President of the Louisiana Federation of Teachers as well. Good morning, Larry. How are you?
3: Good morning, Tommy. How are you this morning? I'm
2: okay. Before we get to these uh, recommendations, I see a story here, NOLA.com. Louisiana students rebounded from COVID learning loss better than... Most in the United States, Kate Brumley, superintendent of education, saying that he has to praise educators in the field for the work they've done, adding that they will take a moment to celebrate, but we have to keep pushing. And I just think, you know, we hear a lot of bad things about education, but I think when we have some good news, we should share that as well. So job well done on that.
3: I agree 100% with the superintendent. I agree we must recommend our highest gratitude to the Teachers and school employees in those buildings and the students themselves uh, for doing such a great job of recovering after such a tremendous um, thing that you know impacted the entire country.
2: Just a sea change, man. It, it it's amazing, and the story is still being written about how many changes. COVID did uh, force uh, upon the culture, not just in America, but in the world. Let's talk about the governor's recommendations um, sure. about the LEAP test. And Aaron was talking about that just now. What does what the teachers union feel? What do teachers feel about the LEAP test? Is it a fair metric for measuring teachers?
3: Well, we've always felt that one test does does not show this, the, the, the true learning experience of students. While that test, you know, basically gives you a snapshot in time it doesn't really capture the full experience that students have on a day-to-day basis so we we've always said you know we got to use a portfolio of the students work in order to really show the true nature of the learning experience for students and that teaching um that those teachers had to do in order to get students from point a to point b so tests should not be the sole determination of whether students Pass or fail in terms to go to one grade to the other. It should be a, a a a composition of a body of work that determines that. So we've always had a position that we believe one test should not determine, you know, the student or the teacher effectiveness.
2: So what would that look like? I, I'm just wondering if we're going to change. What will we change to?
3: Well, that's one of the issues that I, I think the great debate. I, I know we'll be looking at the accountability system this particular um, session coming. Probably there'll be legislation around looking and revamping the accountability and, and what measurement tools can we use to really show if students are being successful and if teachers are being effective at teaching. So we'll, we'll be having that debate and, and to look for specifics is, is kind of difficult because there's so many ways in which you can determine whether or not a student is successful um, at his or her um, learning experience. And, and some of that is looking at the body of work that that teacher does on a weekly basis, as well as putting in weekly tests and as well as using some of the end-of-year tests to determine whether or not that student has at least met the basic understanding and knowledge needed to go on to the next grade level. Are you happy
2: with what um, the superintendent of education is doing with consultants that are brought into the classroom to evaluate teachers? Uh, Should that be left more to the principals of the school when it comes to teacher retention? I'm just wondering— um, what are the teachers in the classroom feeling as far as, uh, I guess, um, being fairly evaluated, uh, the their efforts being properly recorded or rewarded?
3: I think those individuals who are close to where the rubber meets the road in the classroom, principals, should be given an opportunity to do that. I will say this, though. As a former classroom teacher teaching fourth and sixth grade, teachers do comply with the rules that are given to them and guidelines that are given. Most of, you know, what we do is obey the rules and then we apply the rules where necessary. So I I think we haven't heard too many teachers complaining about that aspect of what is currently happening. But we have heard some rumblings that, you know, principals who are closely related to what's happening in the classroom on a day-to-day basis should be given the opportunity to, to evaluate those classroom teachers.
2: Do, do a lot of consultants uh, make money off the education system? And, and that's not to say that it's not justified, but I'm just wondering about the role of consultants that are brought in from outside to evaluate teachers and it's taken out of the hands of principals.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's probably true that there are some aspects of it that when you start bringing in consultants, there's costs associated with those consultants coming in. And sometimes we're sure their contracts are more than what an average principal maker, what certainly what an average teacher makes. So uh, I'm sure there's a uh, financial aspect to it that we could look at to see if there's a way to you know save money in other areas as opposed to being um, directed to those consultants because they are starting to see, we, we are starting to see a lot of consultants being used.
2: When it comes to teacher retention, Larry, what are you hearing from the teachers you represent? What do they need? Well, if, you, if teachers are leaving, why, what is the reason they're telling
0: you?
3: One of, one of the things we, we hear often, and, and people think it's always compensation, but it really is about being respected and, and being given the, the, the freedom to teach um, those things that that they know will best impact the learning experience for students. Um, a, a lot of the guidance scripted curriculum sometimes doesn't allow that creativity of teachers to actually um, impact a student that has a specific need. Um, so that's some of the things we hear. We also hear, obviously, the compensation, you know, packages that when you look at a neighboring state or even a neighboring parish that is paying three, five, or even ten thousand dollars more, it becomes this this thing where am I truly valued for what I do? I'm teaching um, in a hard-to-staff school first of all, or I'm teaching um, in an area that doesn't have the resources that other areas have. But if I go five miles, or if I go seventy miles. I could be making so much more money to provide, not just for my family, but also to contribute to the community. So that's, that's some of the things we hear. We certainly hear about safety in the classroom, or safety in schools. Um, those seem to kind of be high, you know, top three um, on, on the list that when we did a survey maybe about two or three years ago, that, that kind of still to this day um, seems to ring true. So those are some of the things that we've been hearing from classroom teachers, that they, they really want to be respected. Um, They deserve, you know, pay, not just supplemental pay, but pay that they can count on each and every year. Um, And they want to, you know, certainly be safe in the places where they teach and learn.
2: Let me take a break. I get a couple of texts here. One comes in and says, please let us teach. Stop the scripted stuff. Let us have fun. We'll drill down on that. And somebody else texted and said, teachers are treated like kids and punished. Administrators are often bullying teachers and always changing expectations it's bad. They need to ask more input from teachers who are trapped, not the top tier, making sure high school students have no stakes. We need to put parents in the equation. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Um, I, I do know that there is a problem when it comes to um I guess, you know, like the old saying about plumbers and what flows downhill, where pressure is put on principals sometime and it might be unreasonable and then it flows down to the teacher and ultimately it's bad for the students. So we'll talk about all that with Larry Carter when we come back. President of the Louisiana Federation of Teachers, you got any questions or comments? 504-260-1870. 751-9 till 8. Traffic now, WWL. 7.56 and a half. Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Larry Carter, President of the Louisiana Federation of Teachers, about Governor Landry's Education Committee, some of its recommendations. And we're talking about teacher retention here. And I asked Larry to respond a couple of texts. One of them, let us teach, stop the scripted stuff, let us have fun. And I get this text because if it is scripted and a teacher only has you know, or has no leeway in how the material is presented, then how can you hold the teacher accountable and not the system that they're forced to use? Take me through all of that. What happens in a classroom, Larry?
3: Look, that's 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 you know they spoke the same words I, that just rolled out of my mouth because that's what we often hear. Um, that following the script doesn't allow for a lot of the teacher autonomy, you know, and best practices that individual teachers may bring to the table based on their experiences, from you know their backgrounds, and and some have extremely awesome you know, experiences and some have experiences that are quite different than the students that they're teaching, but it will allow them all to, to really be a part of some great experience uh, for the student. And so when you're just having to teach a scripted material that's benchmarked in time for different, you know, sessions in the year, then if, you know, you may have something that's covered on a particular exam that comes later in the year, but it's tested during that exam period, that may be part of what some of the issues with, with with the testing scores that we do see over time. People tend to think that if teachers were able to have that flexibility sometimes to come outside of those scripted um, lessons, that they could be more effective at helping students achieve.
2: When it comes to um, scripting, how, how scripted are these lesson plans? Take us through that, if you will, because I mean what a teacher the curriculum i guess is presented step by step the teacher is told how to present it to the student
3: Oh it's it's definitely a step by step you know scenario of what you do when you enter the classroom what materials you cover doing this first say 30 minutes and then you test for knowledge you know understanding and then you you know go to the next you know, um, conversation or a next skill that you need to teach to the student, and you're building a scaffolding those conversations over the course of the the classroom period or the day, so or the week or the month, and and so it's it's very scripted, um, and deviating from that can sometimes not look good when you're being evaluated. I believe in some places we've heard where when an observation is held and the, you're trying to figure out as the observer and then the person that's actually teaching where that teacher or employee is at that time. And they're, if they're not, then they can really have their evaluations lowered because they're not sticking, quote-unquote, to the script.
2: I think a lot of people um, need to talk to a teacher or um, dig into this a little bit more to understand exactly what it is that you're talking about, Larry. But I get it. Thank you, Larry Carter, President of Louisiana Federation of Teachers. we come back, we'll talk to Dr. B.